Welcome to Inside USF, the podcast. I'm Tom Wolf with University Communications and Marketing. Our focus for this episode is on the war in Ukraine and its impact on Ukrainian students and students from elsewhere in that region who attend USF and what is being done to help students in need. Joining me is Kiki Karusin, Interim Vice President of USF World. Kiki, welcome. Thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. How many Ukrainian students does USF enroll? So presently, we have 37 Ukrainian students and 73 Russian students. And these are students who come to us on visas from those countries. We also have students who have uh, ties to those countries through their cultural and heritage backgrounds. And these are undergraduate and graduate students? Yes. Talk about what the Ukrainian students have been experiencing since the war in their country started. Well, I can only speak from what we hear from the students right, because their right. their experience is so personal. But um, shock, despair, concern for family and friends who are back home, concern for one another. The students from the Eastern European region at USF are quite close with one another. So they are concerned for, for each other here, uh, concerned for what the future holds. So uh, just a a real sense of stress and anxiety and uncertainty about uh, what the future holds and some dismay that this is still a topic that we're talking about two months later. Um, and so will we be talking about this in the fall? When, when might we see a resolution to the conflict? What about students from Russia? What are you hearing from them? It's a tough time. Uh, a lot of the attention is on the Ukrainian students, obviously, because they're the recipients of this violence in, in country. But our Russian students are equally affected in terms of access to finance. Uh, their finances have been uh, compromised in terms of being able to access funds from home. They're also concerned about friends and family at home. They have friends and family who may not agree with the Putin regime, and um, they they are worried about their safety. And it's a tough position for them to be in. Um, they're not uh, responsible for their government's actions, um, and yet they are aware that they are viewed uh, differently than their Ukrainian counterparts. So it's a, t it's a really tough time for both groups. What about students from other countries in that region? What do you hear from them? Also, I suppose, tension, concern. The, the biggest issue that we hear right now is access to funds. And so for Ukrainian and Russian students, it's been very difficult to access funds from home, from country. And then we have other students from countries, surrounding countries or countries in Eastern Europe or, uh, you know, Uzbekistan, uh, Kazakhstan, who may have families who are running businesses in Ukraine or have, uh, you know, economic interests in the region, and those have been compromised. So they could be tangentially affected by that. But really, the number one concern right now is, first of all, the safety of people um, in, in Ukraine, um, the safety of family and friends, and then sort of what are the financial consequences of this um, and my ability to be here at USF in the United States. We are at the end of the academic year. 
What does the summer look like for students from Ukraine? So our Office of International Services is our unit that manages all the immigration compliance for the university and our international students. And so our staff there have been in touch with all of the affected students, whether they be Ukrainian, Russian, or other students who have identified themselves as, as needing assistance. So as we look to the summer, uh, we are working with students about housing. So many of our Ukrainian students and Russians live off campus, and that's become increasingly expensive to pay for. So where are we going to find affordable and um, housing for them, maybe moving them onto campus? We've had a very generous offer from campus partners for employment for these students. Ukrainian students have been granted temporary protective status and special student relief, which are designations from the federal government that allow them a little bit more flexibility in terms of the number of hours they work and their course load. So um, for the, our top priorities for the summer, housing, Let's get housing set and let's figure out what our employment opportunities are. So those are our two, um, our two big priorities. And then thinking about what kind of, um, the university has been very help, helpful in holding these students harmless in terms of immediate bills. Um, but how do we create a path forward that's sustainable for tuition and living expenses? Elaborate on that if you would. You have a fund. We do have a fund. Thanks, Tom, for asking about that. We do have a fund. It's known as the International Student Support Fund. It's for any international student who experiences a crisis, man-made or human-made, during their time here at USF. And we've had a wonderful partner in WUSF, uh, 89.7, included us in their annual campaign, and we much appreciated that. We have raised approximately $15,000 to date, but we have far more requests for assistance than we can meet. So we've made uh, seven awards to date. We hope to make seven more. Uh, but the need is, is greater than our capacity at this time. So we welcome all donations to that fund. Is that accessible through the USF World website? It is. It is. And it's accessible through the foundation as well. So we've also, we were very, very fortunate that um, we were able to receive two scholarships from the Institute on International Education, which is a national organization that offers uh, funds for scholars and students in need. So two of our Ukrainian students received $2,500 scholarships from IIE to support um, their studies here and will continue to apply for outside assistance as well. Kiki, are there, are there limitations, are there conditions that create, I don't know, greater vulnerabilities for international students than for domestic students? So Tom, compared to their domestic peers, international students have a couple of uh, conditions that, that can make them more vulnerable in the situation of a crisis. The first is they are not eligible for federal aid. And the second is that they are restricted in the number of hours and where they can work. So they are, they must work on campus. So they're not at the same, uh, they don't have the same ability to seek employment elsewhere. And they are restricted in the number of hours. I will say that USF World is very aware that there is need across the entire USF population and that our, the need is not just among 
international students, that there are domestic students who have needs as well. And so, uh, but for international students, there are some conditions on their immigration status that can put them in a more vulnerable position. They also must be enrolled full time. So they don't have the flexibility to lower their course load. Some of that will change with special student relief and temporary protective status. But um, the one, the one place where I think all students can find support is our food pantries. Oh, good point. And um, we are, you know, advocates for the food pantries for donating. That's a wonderful place to donate if you're looking for a place to help all students. And we encourage all our students to seek out the food pantries. There's one on every campus um, if they're facing food insecurity. And I think that's a wonderful asset that our campus, all of our campuses have to, to serve our students. It's a good opportunity for mention, to mention that there's also been some excellent educational programming from uh, around the university, uh, Sarasota Manatee campus has been hosting a virtual speaker series with experts discussing various aspects of the conflict. That's Ukraine, what's next? Um, and information about that ongoing series is available on the Sarasota Manatee web website. Um, so I think certainly there's a lot we can all learn from our experts. Absolutely. And the Ukraine What's Next series uh, from Sarasota is virtual, so it's easy to access. And uh, the last of the four-part series is on the diplomatic and humanitarian aspects. So I, I will also say that the Institute on Russia has done some wonderful programming. Some of it hasn't been publicly advertised because it was targeted to particular student populations. And so it was uh, not a public event. But they've been wonderful partners in helping us navigate support for students. Um, and so, and they're oft also having wonderful programming all the time to help us understand the geopolitical um, factors that have led us to where we are today. So um, we have some great partners. The Counseling Center has been a wonderful partner. The School of Social Work has been wonderful partners. The colleges. So um, there's lots of programming that's happening, some for the public uh, domain and some for, st for student populations in particular. Let me ask you this. Just about every day, there is a crisis somewhere in the world. Yes. How and when are decisions made to respond, and at what level? So, Tom, I'm glad you asked me about this, because it's something that we navigate every day. Because, as you mentioned, every day there's something in the world that is, uh, is happening, unfortunately. And uh, we have to make decisions about when, when to respond and how. And there are three primary factors that drive a university's decision. Number one is what does the international student population look like? So is there a critical mass of students from that part of the world or that country that are affected who are part of our community? Uh, what, what does our larger community look like? Do we have uh, diaspora groups that are um, active and, and collaborating with the university? So what what is that profile look like? Then secondly, um, what what are the um, what what's the media coverage looking like? Right? Is this something that um, in the U.S. we're seeing a lot of media coverage? Right? So it's on people's minds. It's top of the agenda. Um, it's it's a consistent sort of media story, and then. What are, the, what are the resources that are available? So 
if we think about universities across the nation, you know, there there may be more resources in counseling one place. There may be so every university has to decide kind of what resources it has to deploy. Um, and then I think a fourth factor is the timeline of the event. So some with natural disasters, there's an initial initial impact, very immediate. And then sort of aid flows in and there's a recovery period. With the invasion of Ukraine and the violence and the conflict there, this is something that has is a longer timeline. So initially when when we, you know, events first cascaded and a couple of months ago, um, you know, there was a lot of attention. But as we know, as things progress in time, attention may wane. And um, and so that's when we really have to sort of stay focused because it, the need doesn't end, right? The need continues even though the event may, um, may be longer in duration. I want to switch gears for a moment with you. USF World has a big anniversary coming up. wonder if you might talk about that. I'd be delighted to. So we were established in 2010 by then President Judy Genshaft. And so we've passed our our decade mark. Um, unfortunately, we were in, in the COVID period, right. so we weren't on campus, but we are extremely proud of the accomplishments and achievements that the university has uh, has accrued during that period. We've seen a tripling of our international student enrollment, so we're very proud of that, and a tripling of international student enrollment and that has not sacrificed the diversity of our student population. So we have students from more than 140 countries. So when a student comes to USF, either from Florida, from the, from the US, or from another country, they can be sure that they're going to meet people from all over the world, not just a few countries here and there. And uh, we've also doubled our study abroad participation. So of course, uh, we had to navigate the pandemic, but prior to the pandemic, we were on a, a really meteoric trajectory there. So we are looking to be at 70% of study abroad participation this summer. So in, um, and then we've just had some wonderful national recognitions for the work um, and the university's commitment to global engagement. So October 26th, uh, we will be celebrating our Global Excellence Awards. It's a time for us to uh, acknowledge and celebrate our Fulbright recipients, both those faculty who are at USF who have traveled out on Fulbright experiences and our inbound Fulbright scholars who come to us from around the world. And then we also recognize uh, members of the USF community who have made a difference um, to students to their peers, to the community, um, in terms of global learning, global research, and global engagement. I'm sure we'll hear more about that as it gets closer and we get to the fall semester. We have not been able to have this signature event for two years due to the pandemic, so we're very excited to be back in person and to be able to share in person the, the successes and the achievements of, uh, of our faculty, our students, our staff, our community partners. It's really a wonderful feel-good event. And let me go back to Ukraine. Anything we haven't touched on that you think our listeners need to know about the student experience and their needs? We are doing our best to help not only students understand the resources that are available to them and the support systems that are available, but also faculty and staff. And so we've uh, worked with the Faculty Senate 
to help uh, disseminate information to faculty and staff who are often on the front lines of interactions with students who may be experiencing crisis, stress, um, you know, uncertainty about the future, helping them know, uh, giving them a tool set, toolbox of resources so they know where to refer students, where, so they know um, this is where you can go for this type of support. These are the folks who can help you with navigating the housing question. So a lot of times it is the Office of International Services, but other times um, our partners in counseling or our partners in the Ombuds Office, the Student Ombuds Office, are um, important resources as well. And then um, help just giving them a sort of front door for when you have a student who may, may need help and you're not sure what to do, here is a list of resources that you can refer back to. Because we are a large university with many individuals and units who want to help, and coordinating that is a complex endeavor. So we really want to encourage folks to let us know at USF World if you have a support system or a resource that you'd like to make available to students who may be in crisis, and then help us amplify your message um, so that it gets to the people who can, uh, who can talk, advisors, faculty, staff, who are in constant uh, communication with students. And let me go back to the point I raised earlier. Being at the end of the academic year doesn't mean that the needs no. go away. Yeah, the, the need is great. The students cannot go home. The Ukrainian students cannot go home. Um, the Russian students are, will stay here. So jobs, jobs for the summer. Aramark, wonderful partner, has offered many of our students jobs for the summer. And uh, housing. So jobs and housing are our number one um, goal for the summer. And then uh, thinking about, as I mentioned previously, a sustainable plan for moving forward. So we want these students to stay at USF. We want them to be successful. We want them to graduate. Um, and we want to do whatever we can to lessen the stress. We can't take away the, the, the horror of, of what they're experiencing right now. But, um, but we want to let them know that they are in our hearts and minds. And we are doing our best to find the scaffolding to support them through summer and into the fall. Thanks very much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. It's been a pleasure. Thanks to all of you for listening. We welcome your ideas for future episodes. Please visit MyUSF or directly at usf.edu slash insideusf to share your suggestions. Special thanks to our production team at WUSF Public Media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast you can find us on MyUSF or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Copyright 2022, the University of South Florida.